Hello everyone, how are you? Hope everyone's doing well. I'm back for another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I'm gonna do a Q&A for this one. I put up a little Instagram story asking for questions and I was just having a wee flick through them and I've actually got some really good ones so I'm quite excited for this one. Okay, so starting off with the first question from Amy. She has asked, what is on your bucket list? Now, I don't actually have like a written bucket list anywhere, so this is kind of making me think that I should, just so that I don't forget anything. So maybe I will do that after this, but some things I can think of off the top of my head. I really want to go shark diving, like, you know, the one... It looks terrifying, like I don't know why I want to do it, but you know the one where you're in the cage and uh, you're like locked into it and you just see all the the, like bull sharks and everything swimming past? I really want to do that. I think you can do it. I don't, where can you do that? I know you can do it in South Africa. I'm not sure where else you can do it though. And what else? I really want to swim with whale sharks. Now you actually don't need a cage or anything, like whale sharks are really gentle it's kind of like swimming with dolphins type of thing but actually even better like it looks insane like they're so interested by humans and they just yeah you can just swim alongside them you can do this in the philippines i was meant to go to the philippines uh before well like as covid kicked off basically and that was one of the things i definitely wanted to do but unfortunately because it has become such a like tourist attraction for them they've kind of like destroyed the 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 natural ecosystem I guess where with whale sharks because they feed them now so that they come in and then yeah I don't know there's a lot of controversy behind it but um I would love to do that when I did this one dive in the Great Barrier Reef and it was like meant to be actually we did like three on that day and it was like whale shark season so I had my fingers crossed that we were gonna find one but we didn't in the end and also when I went diving in Thailand to be fair it was kind of I don't think it was whale shark season but I think like another group recently had seen like another diving group recently had seen a whale shark so again you know fingers crossed but hopefully third time lucky I will try it in the Philippines and I will see them for sure I want I want something that was always on my bucket list was swimming with manta rays if you know what they are they're like think like a stingray but like ginormous like their wingspan is like literally the length of two people like they're huge but they're so gentle they're not like stingrays where they can kill you or anything um so I went swimming with them I think it was like two or three times and it was literally incredible I got to witness they you know like in Shark Tale you know the movie Shark Tale where the manta rays swim into like the cleaning stations and it's kind of like a car wash you know when the really sexy fish sings car wash yeah so the manta that's actually a thing like they actually swim into these cleaning stations obviously it's not doesn't look like a car wash it's just underwater but um, and then all the little fish like clean their gills and everything I got to witness that it was literally one of the best moments of my life it was insane let me think so another thing on my bucket list I'd love to do a skydive I really wanted to do one of them in Australia but I didn't end up doing it. I think I'll definitely do it next time we go to Australia or New Zealand. I just, I want somewhere, like I don't want to do it in the UK. I want somewhere with like a beautiful landscape when you're coming down and you're just like blown away by it, you know? Like I don't want to do it over Belfast. <laughs> yeah, so I'd love to do that. I would hate to do a bungee jump. That's definitely not on my bucket list. I don't know why, just something about the, 
you know, like the bounce at the bottom and then just like hanging there waiting and oh no, I really don't like the idea of that. At least with skydive, like you don't, I don't know, I feel like skydive is just the best part of a bungee jump but extended. What else? I would say I'd love to, before I die, like have been to every continent. Um, I'd love to get my yoga teacher training done and I would love to go to India for that. Um... Well, I completely forgot about this one, actually, but this is, like, a big thing on my bucket list is to do a safari. I don't know why. It's just, like, a dream of mine. Like, can you imagine? It'd be so incredible. So, yeah, I really want, like... You know, everyone goes on, like, just, like, sunny holidays for their for their honeymoon. I don't want to do that. I want to do a safari. If my, hus- if my future husband doesn't take me to a safari for my honeymoon, I'll be fuming. You heard it here first. Like, imagine being in a little like safari cabin with like I swear some of them have hot tubs don't they imagine with your little safari hot tub and your cabin and just getting up in the morning going to see the elephants and the giraffes that is literally my dream holiday okay so next question Katie has asked would you ever go back to eating meat and dairy I really can't imagine myself ever going back to eating meat or dairy I just it's not like going vegan wasn't just like a diet for me it's definitely more of like a whole lifestyle change and almost like a change in beliefs like apparently you can call it a not a religion but like a I I don't know how to describe it but it is kind of like a whole way of being like I just don't believe that animals should be exploited in that way and I can't imagine that ever changing obviously I know I can't like never say never but I don't know like even if a doctor told me I wasn't I needed to start eating something I'd just be like no (laughs) um and I eat a really really well balanced diet like I'm not one of those vegans that just eats like vegan junk food and is like severely malnourished I eat a really well-rounded diet so I've never had any issues with like anemia well I did but I actually that was like before I was vegan and before I was vegetarian I was anemic so yeah I've never had any issues with like deficiencies or anything like that since being vegan because I'm you do have to be very switched on and make sure you are getting everything that you need but yeah I just I can't imagine it and I I do think that if I mean I don't really want kids but if I did have kids I do think I'd bring them up vegan like I wouldn't be super strict with it because I feel like if you're super strict with something like that then the kids just want to rebel but like I definitely like want to educate my kids from from a young age as to like what's going into their food and what they're actually eating because when you actually think about it right if you educated kids what meat is on their plate and didn't normalize it from the get-go they wouldn't want to eat it I think like if I was told at that age at like a really young age when you're reading all these books and you're obsessed with animals and like all the characters on tv and in your books are animals and then if if an adult was to turn around and tell you that like that was a dead animal on your plate you'd be like what <laughs> so yeah I feel like I, just by the time you get to like I don't know whatever like say 14 it's just like so normal to you to eat meat and there's this like massive dis is it dissociation or disassociation I don't know how you say it but yeah there's like a disassociation with what it actually is on your plate I also just don't think 
or feel like I miss out on anything if I ever have cravings for something meaty like the meat alternatives these days are so good and yeah like as I said it wasn't just like a fad diet so like I know some people they'll just kind of like try it because they think because they see all this stuff about the health benefits of being vegan and they don't actually educate themselves as to the whole rest of why it's good you know like the ethics and environmental side of things so yeah it's definitely kind of like ingrained in my identity now like I can't imagine ever not being vegan to answer your question that was probably very long-winded right so next question Roshane has asked how do you stay positive right now and about the future love your podcast thank you Roshane um how do I stay positive at the moment and about the future it's really really difficult I'm not gonna lie to you I think when you're waking up over lockdown and every day is the same and it's so hard to be positive about that on some days and to find motivation to like keep you going through like I know with me this last term of uni has been so difficult to make myself do any work for like I just any concentration has gone out the window I you obviously can't really switch up your environment well I mean things opened last week so I could go to a cafe and stuff now but like before that there was no other option like you just had to sit in your house and do it and I am lucky enough where I have other rooms in my house that I can go and study in there instead of like sitting in my bedroom all day whereas I know loads of people don't have that and like in my house in uni that's what I was doing like I was just getting up and doing my workout in my bedroom and then doing my uni work in my bedroom and then like oh it's just like everything in this one room and it can just get so claustrophobic so yeah that's why I had to come back to Belfast I mean I did think I was only kind of coming back for Christmas and I've just stayed here since then but it's definitely been better for my mental health like see even just having dogs in the house they make your mood so much better and just having space to do things but right I'm gonna give you some advice but I need to take this advice as well because I don't do this either and I'm my own worst enemy but I 100% think that getting outside once a day is so essential but I don't do it I never do it (laughs) but I know it's so important like even if it's literally a 10 minute walk around the block like just getting out getting fresh air don't bring your phone or if you like you can bring your phone but like just keep it in your pocket and listen to a podcast or something and just like it sounds dumb but like literally just look at nature does anyone else find like that just keeps you so much more grounded and improves your concentration and just kind of clears your headspace if you just like go out and literally just like look at the sky and the trees and like notice like the pretty flowers on the on in the park and just like little things like that can really take you out of your own head and just help you get through the day also I find having a list of things to do each day and don't write it in the morning write it the night before because it's really difficult when you wake up and you feel like every day is just blending in to one another it's when you then try and think of what you have to do for that day you're just gonna like you're just gonna be like oh I have nothing to do and just get yourself down about it whereas if you write a list of things that you need to do the day before it can literally be so small it can be like do this workout, uh, get up, get a shower. Like it can literally include the basics so that you can just tick things off <laughs> and feel good about yourself. Um, things like, I don't know, if you have dogs, walk the dogs, do 
half an hour on this uni assignment watch this lecture you know like have your full day planned out even have something scheduled in every day that you have that you can look forward to so for example like getting a coffee with a friend or going on a walk with a friend even just like setting aside some time to watch a movie or if you're like me and you love doing makeup set some time aside to do a makeup look in the evening and yeah I just find having something each day that you have to look forward to and having a little bit of structure and like not you don't have to like intensely time block it but like some form of to-do list slash timetable and that'll just keep you a lot more motivated. I used to do it all on in a notebook that was like a daily planner but I left it in Leeds and I now just use this website called Notion. I didn't know about Notion until I this girl I follow on Instagram and YouTube posted about it and you basically it's like an online completely customized organizer slash planner slash whatever you want it to be and you literally just have all these different templates and pages and things that you can customize to your to what you want to use Notion for basically like loads of people use it for work loads of people use it for uni I personally just use it for like day-to-day stuff and like planning so I've got like my section of like my to-do lists and then I've got like my monthly calendar so I can like schedule in my any like appointments and um things like that and then I've also got like another section which is more kind of like goals orientated but yeah you can literally make Notion what you want like some people take all their notes and stuff like you can divide it up into your different subjects and your assignments and all of that which is really handy. Yeah it's just really therapeutic as well just making it and then just having your daily checklists and basically I'll just try and get all my stuff done and then anything you don't you can literally just drag it across to the next day so it's so handy. Right, so next question from Elle. Best advice you've been given? Hmm, I like this one. I'm trying to think of the best advice I've been given. I really like the saying that's like, if it does, if it won't matter in five years, it's not worth any more than five minutes of your time now. It's something like that. I'm probably not saying it right, but I feel like that just puts things into perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like we get so caught up day to day and these little things that literally are not relevant and have no importance on our lives and yeah sometimes you just need to take a step back and think is this going to be important in a year's time let alone in five years time something else I really like is because I used to get real bad I, I might have talked about this before but I used to get real bad like anxiety after drinking and I used to think you know when you just get the fear so badly and I would just lie in bed like crippling anxiety being like oh my god everyone hates me what have I done I have no friends like there, everyone's talking about me in a different group chat or something and I remember someone t- just telling me like no one if you think about it on an after a night out do you remember any of the cringe things that other people did like are you there talking about that with other people no never you literally if someone came to you and said something that they did you literally wouldn't remember it so everyone else is too caught up in thinking about and being anxious about things that they did to remember anything that you did so literally what is the point in getting worried about it yeah that definitely helped me a lot when it came to the anxiety issue and then my dad actually always says you never get a second chance to make a first impression 
Is that right? Yeah. You never get a second chance to make a first impression, which I think is really good to keep in mind because it's so true and you just never know what other people are going through and how their day's been and I don't know, leave a good first impression with everyone. I think you'll be remembered by it. Right, so Katie has asked, would you recommend going travelling alone as a female? Yes, 100%. I understand it's very scary. It is a scary world out there. And there are a lot of things that you have to think about as a solo female traveller, I would say. But um, you just need to have your wits about you. You need to be safe. Uh, You need to not be walking alone at night, things like that. But like, I feel like that's common sense like you wouldn't you'd be told not to do that in your home country like in your hometown and not just when you're traveling so it's like using common sense and not just thinking because you're away traveling that none of that applies like it still very much does also a good tip is always surrounding yourself in male company uh it sucks that that has to be the way but like especially in other cultures people can respect men a lot more than women to the point that they'll like not talk to the women at the table like if you're ordering they'll just talk to the man and ask them what you want to order like it's really weird but yeah so in men in general can be a lot more respected and in any country and so using that too I feel like you just have to play it to your advantage and surround yourself with uh, meals while you're traveling and you'll be fine (laughs) I'm not saying that you won't be if you're not with a if you're not with a guy but yeah just need to be smart and think about everything you do have like backups things like like always making sure you're carrying a portable charger so you never don't have your phone and someone to contact like make sure you've got a prepaid sim so you can always contact someone if you're in trouble what else I carried a rape alarm you know there's like little things that you get told like when you're in a taxi pretend to be on the phone to someone like pretend that you're talking to someone that you're meeting at the destination you're going to and being like oh yeah I'm just in the taxi now with this man and I'll be there in say 10 minutes and then you know the taxi driver knows you're expecting someone isn't it crazy to think that like us as females have to think about these things it's actually insane Maisie has asked what is your favorite place in Belfast for drinks oh see this is kind of a hard one because I obviously bars haven't been open in so long so I can't really remember where I like but off the top of my head I really like the crafty vintner at the moment I feel like everywhere everyone loves there at the minute because they have that such a nice outside terraced area and it's just so nice in the sun also, their cocktails are really good. I I love Parlor Bar. It's very studenty, and it's just like cheap jugs and cheap pints, and it's just like one of the very few studenty bars I think in Belfast that's still nice. Um, it's just got a real studenty vibe. It's got a nice outside area. They've got really good pizzas, and yeah, I really like it in there. They've also well, I mean, I think live music has kind of stopped everywhere, hasn't it? But they normally have like live music and like bingo and all those sorts of like different nights on which is fun I also really like most of the bars in the cathedral quarter when they have live music but yeah as I said there's no live music at the minute it fucking sucks because I think so many of the bars in Belfast maybe in Ireland in general but like I definitely in Belfast 
are very much like based on their live music kind of scene and not having that just takes away such a great element to our nightlife that is so different to say anywhere else in England. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that to get back and I just feel really bad for people in that industry like there's no reason why that can't happen I understand that people can't be dancing and stuff but like bars have security to make sure that people aren't dancing so I don't know it just baffles me at this point why that why that still can't happen I also really like the points which is that Irish bar on Dublin Road again usually for their live music so I don't know how it is at the moment I haven't been since things have reopened oh my god I'm really trying to rack my brains here to think of bars and I just can't think of any oh mm, the perch is really nice but also massively overpriced I feel like so many bars in Belfast are so overpriced like they're all like London prices and you're just like come on we're in Belfast (laughs) like you're not that special (laughs) no there is quite a good bar scene here to be fair but yeah as I said like it's quite hard to get like a cheap drink that's why I actually like parlor and student union were one was one of the only places you could oh you know where's actually had a bit of a glow up i feel like thompson's has made really made the most of like the current situation i don't know they just seem to have smashed it like they've gone from like a dingy club to somewhere that's literally booked out every friday and saturday night from at all times Uh, which is crazy yeah they've like completely redone their outside bit and it's actually just like one of the only places you can go to at the moment that kind of gives you like a bit of a club vibe like they still play the loud club music but you're sat at a table and you can get cocktail jugs and yeah I just think it's really good in there now they've really I don't know just flipped it and managed to make the best out of a bad situation Okay, so someone has asked, how did you afford traveling to all those amazing places? I want to, just need to save a lot. Um, I actually spoke in my last podcast, it was all about my different jobs that I had before and after traveling. So yeah, if you want to know more about how many jobs I worked, because I worked like three at a time, listen to my last podcast. But I'm also in a very fortunate situation whereby I'm, I don't have to pay rent in my family home and my parents like fill the fridge and everything so like I'm very privileged where that's concerned as long as I'm living at home and working then all of that money is for me to well save pretty much obviously you've still got other things to pay for but like all those other things are optional at the end of the day so yeah I'm really blessed really lucky to be in that situation obviously I understand that's not the same case for everyone and lots of other people saving for traveling will have so so many other expenses to still pay for and therefore won't be able to save as much money in the same amount of time as I did so I definitely appreciate that obviously everyone has different disposable income so you just have to find what works for you in terms of how much you're able to save a month and still live comfortably But I mean, even when I am living out and I am paying rent, like and paying for my own food, like I was when I was in Australia, I'm still quite good at saving and really cutting my costs down and getting my weekly shop like really low. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just a good saver when I have to be. Um, I think especially when you have like a date in mind or something booked that you know you need to have a certain amount saved for that can really motivate you to to just like be a better saver 
And obviously it does come with sacrifices, not going on all the nights out and not spend or if you do go on them like not buying drinks when you're out like it does come with its drawbacks but at the end of the day like it's so worth it if it's something if you're saving for something you've always wanted to do that is so much more worth it than any like buying clothes or food or makeup or alcohol okay so I have a few people that have asked me who is my biggest style inspo or where do I get my fashion inspiration um I don't I really I have a few people where I would like take inspiration from but I'm not one of those people that like copies outfits like do you know the way loads of people will like save people's Instagrams or things on Pinterest boards and then try and like replicate those outfits I've never actually done that but I do like kind of subconsciously take inspiration from like little bits and bobs from some people I I'm trying to think off the top of my head I am obsessed with Mika Francis's style now I do not dress like her at whatsoever but maybe in like a more toned down form and like I kind of get little bits of inspiration from her here and there but like she doesn't even dress like that on a daily basis do you know what I mean she dresses like that to take her pictures and then like when she goes out she just wears like a lot more basic than that so I would say she would be like my number one also I love Tegan Philippa from Australia her style's really cool I used to be obsessed, well I'm still obsessed with M Davies but I don't take inspiration from her style wise anymore. I just think she's an iconic queen but like I don't dress like that. I used to try and I used to get a lot more inspiration from her a good few years ago when she was a lot more bold and colourful with her looks and she did all the different crazy festival outfits and stuff. I thought her style was really cool back then. I still think her style is super, super cool, but it's just like not the type of thing I wear now. Her her um stuff's a lot more pared back and simple and like sophisticated now, which is not me at all. Um also I love Moya Moene. She is a fellow Belfast girl. Um she's on YouTube and Instagram of course and her style is really cool again I would say she's maybe a little bit more like sophisticated than me but yeah again her style's cool also from some of like my friends my friend Meg her style is really really wacky and quirky like I don't dress like her at all but I definitely find that like when I see her pull off something cool I'm like oh maybe I can pull that off but she's like me times 500 in terms of like wackiness (laughs) um but yeah I love her style she's so cool I also love Lulu Trixabel on Instagram her and her friend Tiger Lily they're both really cool and actually them two and Mika Francis sometimes like go to festivals together and I always get so excited to see their festival looks because they're just the coolest girls ever and yeah I'm obsessed with their sense of fashion I guess they're all just really out there and they just rock like the coolest things and mix and match like clashing patterns and colors and they just rock it like I feel like anything you just wear with confidence you can pull off and I love seeing other girls doing that with yeah with confidence okay so Megan has asked what made you want to be a makeup artist I 
was obsessed with makeup. I was obsessed with watching makeup artists on YouTube. I would literally spend so much money on it and I would just love getting glam and practicing different things and using different colors. It was just always so exciting for me. And I'd get so excited to like use all my new bits and like the next night out and like show off my new makeup. Yeah, I just kind of really got into doing it on myself. And then I remember like when me and my friends went into railing around Europe after we finished school, like when we finished our A-levels. And it was literally like a fight over me every night on who whose makeup I would do. Because I said, right, I'll do people's makeup, but I'm not sitting here doing seven girls makeup every single night. So like I'll do mine and one other person's each night we go out and you just can decide between yourselves whose I do. So I would do that. And then like when I went to uni in Liverpool, I'd always do my friends. And then I kind of started doing like you know being a wee bit more experimental with it using crazy colors doing it at times when I wasn't going out because I think that's kind of when it changes into being like okay maybe I could do this more because you at the start I was just doing it for like when I was going out and when I was having to get ready anyway whereas then when you start actually just like practicing in your own time and yeah just like doing looks outside of when you need to have your makeup done is when you get really experimental and have a lot of fun with it And then I think when I gave up uni, when I left in November, December time and I was like really sick of just of being like pushed into doing things other people wanted me to do because my school just kind of like pushed us into applying for uni when I knew I didn't want to. So I just knew I I wanted to come home and do something I wanted to do. And at that time it was makeup. And yeah, I still love it to bits and I think it's the best job ever to be able to get paid to do something you love is incredible. So yeah, I love being a makeup artist. I love being able to make people feel glam and beautiful. Even like being a part of people's wedding days is crazy and uh, also working on shoots I love also like my love for just like doing looks on myself hasn't gone I go through phases of having of being like more inspired than others and being more creative than other times but yeah that that never stopped and I'm so glad I was able to find something that I love to do like that because anyone else who has like a passion like that will just know there's nothing better than just sit taking that time out to yourself not being on your phone not doing anything just like playing music and doing your makeup and it's actually changed so much now because see with like Instagram and Instagram stories sorry and TikTok and everything like there's a lot more to it now that like stresses I know it shouldn't stress you out like it's fucking makeup at the end of the day but every time I do a look I'm like okay I have to do this before uh TikTok and then after transition and then like I've got to talk through what I'm using on my stories then I've got to take photos at the end and get like the right lighting to so I can post something on my Instagram feed and it's just like oh it's a bit draining sometimes like um it kind of can suck the fun out of it a little bit uh so which is why I think it's really important to also have times where you don't do any of it for socials at all and you just like fall in love with it again because I think every time if you're coming on to do that it can it can be a lot and it can end up becoming a lot more about how you look in in the photos and in the videos and stuff as opposed to like just getting carried away with the makeup and having fun with it so I definitely need to like schedule in more time for just have it just like playing with makeup if that makes sense and not necessarily having to have an end 
product in terms of like an end social media product. If you could live in any country, what would it be and why? Ooh, I don't know. Like there's a lot of countries I would love. I'd be so happy with living in. Australia is definitely one of them. Also, Thailand would be up there. Also, Italy. I feel like that would be such a nice place to live. I really like, I have this dream of living on like an Italian farmhouse and like doing up the inside of it and having like a big back garden with vegetable patches and like growing my own herbs and vegetables and fruit and just having like a bike and just living a really wholesome life and doing like freelance work from my beautiful Italian farmhouse and... <laughs> I don't know just like cycling to the local bakery to get my sardo bread like I genuinely think about this every day and also this girl I follow Steph my life on Instagram her and her boy her husband have bought a house in Italy and they're literally living that life and they're both like freelancers and just work from their laptops and I'm like oh my god that needs to be me it just looks so beautiful yeah I don't know I feel like the Italian way of living just seems so chill and so nice and also the great thing about it is is like it's literally a two-hour flight away from home whereas living in somewhere like Thailand or Australia it is a bit of a trek I mean at the end of the day you can still be in either of those countries within a day which when you think about it really isn't a big deal but like money and stuff and also just like ease and I guess when your parents get older, they're not going to want to fly that far to see all the time. So I feel like Italy is a very good in-between, you know? Okay, Jenna has asked, would you ever dye your hair a different colour? I actually dyed my hair. Well, I don't know if it's dyeing. It's more just like toning. You know, when you use those like washout colour things. Uh, I dyed it peach last summer and I actually think I want to do it again. I was thinking about this recently and I think I definitely will do it again because I really loved it and it's just something fun for summer it was like peachy pink and yeah I loved it but would I ever dye another color as in would I go brown or like black or just like darker I don't think so I really I can't imagine myself suiting it I just really don't think I think I'm a blonde girl at heart just with my curls and things I think they look a lot better being blonde but I don't know I guess we'll see my mum's obviously got dark hair but I just can't imagine suiting it no sorry I'm just trying to imagine it now and I think I'd be really ugly but I think I definitely want to play around more with like using those different like bleach London and the shrine drop toners and stuff and trying different colors but thing is with them is like if you start in like blues and purples and stuff I think they can be really difficult to wash out so maybe I won't peach was good because it washes out really easily and it actually washes out to such a nice color of blonde because it was peachy pink it gave me like a nice rosy blonde after Okay, so someone has asked, would you ever consider beginning or starting your own sustainable fashion brand? Oh my god, I would love to. Like genuinely, I would love to, but I'm not like too much of a clothes designer. Do you know what I mean? Like I love fashion and I study fashion marketing, but I'm not a fashion designer, definitely. So I mean, obviously you can have people on your team that would do that. So maybe that could be an idea, but like it's definitely I would love it but I just I don't know it's hard to it's hard to imagine something when you're not even when I can't design clothes does that make sense so I don't know we'll see but it would be really cool okay someone has Georgia has asked me what's your favorite tattoo oh this is a hard one I love all my tattoos but I would probably say the one on the back of my left arm it's like an oriental like Asian fan 
it's broken up into sections with one part has like a lotus flower one part has a koi fish one part has a conch shell and the other part has a lily after my great granny lily so I love it and it's so intricate and so fine line and yeah the girl I got it done in Jakarta in Indonesia the capital of Indonesia the girl is honestly incredible and did such a good job like it was everything I could have imagined and more you know when you haven't like I had the idea in my head but I'd not I hadn't seen it anywhere and I was trying to like describe it to her by sending her different photos being like I like this element of this but like more like with this of this one like do you know like mixing and matching loads of different pictures because there wasn't like one I'd seen that I was like this is what I want and I was trying to I was like voice noting her trying to describe what I meant and then when I arrived and she had it drawn up for me I was like oh my god that's literally exactly the thing I had in my head and you've just like managed to make it come to life so that was amazing and I'm obsessed with this tattoo so much and I really like the placement of it like you can't see it from front on you can kind of you can just see it from the back which I think is really nice and it kind of like wraps around the back to the side of my arm so yeah it's really cool I love it I actually really want to do a tattoo tour and like show all my tattoos and explain where I got them done, how much they were, what the idea was behind it, if they have a meaning because like half of them, most of them probably don't have a meaning to be honest and like talk about the pain and stuff like that. People always say to do like to do one on TikTok but I don't know I feel like something like that would maybe be better on YouTube so you can kind of talk about them a bit more but I guess I could just do like a really quick one where you don't talk on TikTok. Okay, Cicely has asked, do you take any supplements for being vegan? So it's recommended if you are vegan or vegetarian that you take a B12 supplement. Also, if if you're from the UK, you should be taking a vitamin D supplement just because we don't get any vitamin D because we never see the sun. <laughs> um, so yeah, even just having a multivitamin that has vitamin D and B12 in it is a good place to start. I some people are recommended to take iron but I have loads of iron in my diet so I don't need to do that I take a lot of other supplements but not because not because I'm vegan I'm trying to like supplement for my skin at the moment yeah I'm taking a ridiculous amount of tablets don't even talk to me about it I spoke about this on my Instagram story the other day but I'm taking this thing called pantothenic acid it's like a form of vitamin b5 and it's meant to be really good for clearing acne but you have to like megadose it and it is safe to megadose unlike a lot of other vitamins that can become toxic if you take too much of them with uh, pantothenic acid your body just gets rid of any excess so I'm taking nine of them a day at the moment I only started that yesterday but yeah the things you do for clear skin I'm praying it works Right, so Sophie has asked, does it get annoying having a platform and everyone from Belfast knowing you and your family? No, I have, my platform's not very big. Well, I don't have a huge amount of followers. So the platform that I do have is so kind and so loving and just like the nicest little community ever. I literally can think of one time I've got hate I just I remember it so clearly someone messaged me or commented on something saying that I looked like a man <laughs> and it was like a makeup photo as well so I know I didn't look like a man that so it was just funny but yeah I'm really lucky to not really get any hate or have any type of negative experience really with my platform whether that's on Instagram or TikTok so I'm really really lucky where that's concerned and I just feel like everyone's just like 
I don't know, it just feels like a little community of friends. Everyone's so kind and I literally couldn't ask for a nicer bunch of people to follow me. I love it so much. I think the thing is when people have like a huge platform, there's a lot of like haters that make the assumption that the person isn't going to see what they say, which it's just stupid because like if that's their job, they're, they're, it's literally their job to go to like speak to people that watch them and that comment on their things. So like they're obviously going to see it. And yeah, I think it can, people kind of like put people with a huge platform up on a pedestal and forget that they actually are human beings at the end of the day and can just be so horrible, which is awful. Okay, Kira has asked me, what is your favourite plant-based milk? I'm definitely an oat milk girl. I have it in absolutely everything. I feel like there's not one thing that oat milk doesn't go with as a milk alternative. Right, I think I'll do this as my last question. So Brianna has asked, which sustainable influencer do you look up to? Let me think. Okay, so ones ones I can remember off the top of my head. Grace Beverly obviously sustainable queen um moya mwini she is really into her sustainable fashion which i love also there's a girl she's american i think she's called liani or laney oh i don't laney ozark i don't i'm probably butchering her name there but she's a sustainable fashion queen also keelan moncrief she's from dublin She's into sustainability and veganism and all of that. I think, I can't really, I think that's everything I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, they're all sustainable queens. Actually, if anyone has any like sustainable influencer recommendations, please send them my way because I feel like I don't actually know of that many. It's obviously a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because like the money isn't in the sustainable side of things. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think I will wrap it up there. Thank you so much for sending in all your questions. I still have heaps more, but unfortunately I'm not going to get through them all today. But yeah, thank you so much for all the love on the podcast recently. And I'm now actually on Apple Podcasts as well, which is great because I know most people that listen to podcasts actually listen to them on there. So yeah, if anyone gets a chance, if you can drop me a wee review over on Apple Podcasts. I actually originally thought that you had to have Apple Music to be able to listen to Apple Podcasts. Turns out that's not true. Anyone can listen to them and anyone can leave a review, which is amazing. So yeah, if you get a chance please remember to drop me a wee review over there. It'd be greatly appreciated. And thank you so much for all the love again. And I will speak to you next time.